Check one. Check two. Check three. Check four. Who's that at the door? It's Rob Cantrell with the Cannabis Coffee Hour podcast. This is my podcast. We talk about life, love, zen, stretching, cannabis, coffee, coffee, cannabis, music, comedy, design, free your mind and open your heart, crack a big fart. I don't care because I'm on the other side of the podcast. You're stinking up your own place. Uh, How's it going, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your podcast friend. It's your host, Rob Cantrell. I have a very exciting, awesome, just in-the-pocket episode for you in me. I get as much out of it as you do, and I love doing this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the last podcast. Uh, We had a CBD drink. And uh, called Good Day, Good Day Coffee, and I wa- I talked to my friend Warren Siebert. I didn't know Warren before that. Uh, we ended up going to the same college. He's about ten years younger than I am, but uh, he's making power moves, and I dig what he's doing. And we totally clicked. And he sent me out a whole other packet. They have these seven packs of Good Day, and today I'm going to be sampling some CBD. Uh, this is their citrus sparkling water with a tis- twist of chill. So this is seltzer water. Uh, I think they don't call it seltzer; they call it sparkling. That's what they all. Would you like to have regular water or would you like to have sparkling? That's what you get at like fancy Italian joints, like Olive Garden and stuff. But uh, I got a can. It's a purple can. I dig it. It's like in the. It's like a cool uh, Red Bull. A Red Bull that won't give you a heart attack. Remember, I mean, do people still drink Red Bulls? I shouldn't judge. I really am trying not to judge. And I shouldn't give a fuck what other people do with their body. You can pass on information like, yo, this works for me. But what works for me might not work for you. And what works for you might not work for me. So everybody's got their own vibe. I Because I'm sitting here talking about I would never drink Red Bull. And I have drink, I have drank some Red Bull before. Uh, I went through a Red Bull and vodka phase, and I think that fucked me up right towards the end of my, like, uh, I never was, like, a hardcore drinker, but I used to get fucked up. (laughs) That's just what it was. Uh, And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, drinking with friends and goofing off. But, you know, as I started going towards my dream, like, everything starts to drop, and Drinking was something like I experienced for a long time, alcohol. Not a long time. You know, I grew up in the South. I grew up in D.C. D.C.'s drinking age was 18 when I was 16. So I was in bars by 16 and 17, playing pool, smoking camel cigarettes, smoking marble reds, drinking pitchers of beer, hitting the cue shot, doing that, talking shit, watching the Redskins. I did that for years and years and years. Uh... Not that, I mean, I would say from 16 to 24, you know, um, and then I just got, I just got bored because I wasn't going anywhere. And then, you know, I always wanted to be in comedy. It was, uh, I was talking to my brother. I used to have these big Saturday Night Live books. I used to have all these books on Saturday Night Live and I used to read them, but we lived in this little town in Virginia, Buena Vista, Virginia, and there was no comedy clubs. This was like, you know, the mid 80s. I did see a comedian 
that I that I found out that he was playing in Roanoke. This was after when I went I went, you know, went through my huge breakdance phase, and I never let go of hip hop. I still pump beats on the regular. I pumped some mad beats the other day. The new Ghostface Killer is sick. I don't know if you heard it, but it's fucking, as they kids say, fire. F-I-R-E. There's one tune, man. New World, the bass line is like one of the sickest bass lines. And then, you know, Ghostface flow is just, you know, that is just, that's some seltzer water. That's some sprinkling seltzer water right there, the Ghostface flow. But we're flowing today. I got some CBD. I got this good day coffee. But what I was saying about Red Bull, because on the other end, it was my birthday. I had a birthday a week ago, and my wife gave me two pounds of coffee, and one of them was a stump town, uh, the classic hairbender. Um, so I got the hairbender coffee. I got the cold brew of that. I've been going out every night. Man, I... Uh, I've been meditating, I've been visualizing, I've been learning about the subconscious and how the subconscious bleeds into the regular conscious, and that that was a big breakthrough for me. So I haven't been firing mad weed. I hit some. I ran into my buddy Mookie the other night, and after the show at Caroline's, I did a set at Caroline's. I met some uh, really cool cats on that show. But, uh, and we shared a joint. I had like two hits and it, I hadn't smoked in a few, like maybe five days or maybe 10, but, uh, it went me, it sent me through the roof. I always said like, the less you smoke, the higher you're going to get. That's just, that's just the weird equation with herb out. But I'm kind of in the zone of like focusing and trying to provide for my family and just take it up a notch. As I say, I'm in kind of a transitional phase. Um, I'm not touring with Tracy Morgan at the time, and that was great steady income. So now I'm starting to headline and doing my own gigs out there and pitching my own projects out there. And that's been going well. This Tonight, uh, hopefully I'll get, this is Friday. I tried to go through, I got invited to a television set. I didn't perform, but I met some producers, and you know, I got a schmooze, and hey, this is me, I'm clean cut, I don't smoke crack, check it out, I've been doing comedy, pop and lock, do a little dance, make a little love, let's get down tonight. Uh, so I checked out, I stopped by my friend's television set and hung out, and that was cool, and he's uh, one of the writers and producers of the show, so that's what you gotta do, you just gotta, if you wanna be in a certain thing, you just gotta get next to that thing and kinda hang out, and shit opens up, eventually, but you gotta learn how to not be annoying when you're hanging out. There's a kind of a level of respect, and then there's a level of not being so far in the cut that nobody knows who the fuck you are, and then you're creeping people out. I've done both of those sides. The reason I'm telling you this is that, uh, you gotta let go of the knowledge. In over 47 years, I turned 47, I do have a vast amount of knowledge. And yo, you can take it or leave it on this podcast. Um, but I do have, so I'm, uh, but I, I do think cannabis is so good for my mental state that I am leaning more into CBD. So I'm psyched to drink this. I'm having a little bit of coffee because I'm, not a little bit, this is like my third cup, but I've been watering it down because Stumptown. If you want to know about some super fire, you know, anxiety attack, <laughs> no, some people, will, you know, coffee will fire you up. And this is like some of the best dark, funky, 
Portland coffee. If you want good Portland, I mean, I've been to Portland. There's nothing to do but drink coffee and stare at moss up there and ride BMX bikes and do some art and like a weird like art installation with welding and that's what I that's what I feel up there. That's some heavy. Uh, that's some heavy hipster shit up there, man. There's straight up garden gnomes living up in fucking Portland. I've I've been to Portland three times. One was with the marijuana logs that I toured with, and that was a good show. We did this the Aladdin Theater, and I stayed at this really new hipster hotel, and it was dope. I remember that. And then we I was given like this huge bag of weed because everybody was growing it at the time it was one of the more liberal states i haven't been there now who knows i'm i'm sure you could probably grow weed on the capitol steps as they <laughs> do up there but the only thing about that super left leaning i don't know i, I don't want to get politics but just sometimes two liberals too much and then two you know my vibe is just right in the fucking middle i'm trying to move forward and Make it happen. Um, speaking of make it happen, let's drink some of this. Um, let's let me fucking slow it down a little bit because I think I'm like on my third cup of French pressed Stump Town cold brew that I made myself. So I am kind of fired up here a little bit, and I do think I should slow it down with uh, one of these good day. Citrus sparkling water with a twist of chill. So it's not a twist of lime, it's a twist of CBD. There's 15 milligrams of hemp CBD. So that will bring me down. I My gut is kind of rocked out. I made a... I'll tell you what I've eaten today. My whole process. I woke up, uh, dealt with my family, getting everybody up and out. Uh, first thing I always do is make a banana peanut butter smoothie. As you guys know, I got the Ninja, this big fucking, this thing is a processor. My one fan sent me this great fucking thing about making hummus with chickpeas, and I need to do that. I just, I know I can pull it off. I just have it motivated. And I know that's a good source of protein, because I'm just eating on the low-low. I'm trying to make everything happen. So... Mostly, I'm just looking for raw protein and keep it moving and keep it clean and trying not to spike out with too much sugar because sugar will fuck up your whole attitude after a while. That's what I that's what I learned during that Halloween phase that I ate like eight pounds of fucking Halloween candy. I think, uh, yeah, I think the reports on sugar are going to start coming. I mean, but you know, I ate like 20 chocolate somebody gave me this delicious fucking tupperware of, of gooey chocolate chip cookies and i just you know i'll just sit there and eat them like potato chips um but i have been working out and staying and not really working out I, I haven't been going to the gym but my meditation and but then i've been supplementing the meditation with uh i have push-up bars so it's been like cold and i've just been trying to concentrate and focus on getting my stand-up right, writing uh, more, doing my Gary Goldman tips, doing my uh, uh, getting out there and performing and recording and pushing it harder than I've ever pushed it before. I have to say, I'm in top tip shape, and I'm excited. I got a good, like, 
15 minutes, 20 minutes all new that's not on my Pure Uncut Joy album. You can check out my album. I'm really proud of that album. It's on Spotify and Pandora. Pandora pays me more. So if you can, you got a Pandora account. Like, subscribe, play it for your mom, your uncle, your uh, your little kids. I don't give a shit, man. Play that thing. Um, because it's good. I'm proud of it. It was over in Brooklyn at this place called Pete's Candy Store, which is literally like one of the coolest small music venues, like amongst alt-rock like cats like that thing that place is that place is just fucking it's like a dope bar that inside has this like it's an old box car train and it goes all the way back it's like this room that just goes it's a hollow and then it has that curvature it has like this classic stage it almost looks like where the beatles played in um if you ever in brooklyn just fucking put that shit on your if you want to go get drinks with your people that's the joint that's, I would say that's probably the coolest bar in Williamsburg to have drinks with friends. And they have a back room and then they have a back patio area, but then the, the, the performance room is cut off from everything else. And the performance room always has like some type of interesting acoustic, it's not full on rock and roll. It's mostly like acoustic, you know, small trios. It's like intimate but also looks kind of epic and cool so if you ever find yourself over in brooklyn williamsburg check out pete's candy store shout out to them they were really cool to let me record my album there but uh so i just popped this thing uh, the citrus sparkling water with a twist and uh okay okay so it, it's definitely citrusy Okay, it's, I'm recording this in the morning. It's it's a little bit like an orange fizz. That's what it looks like, an orange fizz. I definitely need to put this coffee away. Citrus combining with coffee is sometimes a little aesthetic. So maybe I'll drink. I got my uh, Nalgene bottle filled up with uh, some water. So I'll, I've, been, I've been focusing on my water a lot. That's been really cool. Um, I've always pounded seltzer water, but anytime I felt distressed or out of whack, it's usually like, like if you're smoking a lot of weed and you're like hangered, uh, pound some water, take a nap <laughs> or, or, you know, it's, it's, I would say this, this podcast is about the balance of modern life of going for your dream, manifesting your dream, you know, tips to be an artist or to get by, or at least if you're interested in comedy, I know a lot about comedy. I've been doing it 20 years. I toured with Mitch Hedberg. I opened for Mitch Hedberg and lots, one of the, if you don't know Mitch Hedberg, look him up. He died of heroin. Uh, I hate saying that fucking shit because that shouldn't be what he should be defined about. He was just like one of the most prolific one-line writers out there. And I really feel thankful that I got to know him and tour with him and definitely was influenced by him. I like silly goofball shit, man. And there's really not as much silly goofball shit. I'm not 
you know, I love edgy, edgy. Oh, we're going to stick it to the man. We're going to talk about Epstein. Oh, life sucks. Eat a dog. Like, I dig it. Like, sometimes that shit can be funny. But sometimes, you know, you just got to, you know, what I always like, what I wanted, the vibe I wanted, I like goofball shit. I like Eddie Murphy. I like Craig Robinson. I like Chris Rock has a hard edge, but he's also goofy. His goofier shit, I like. I like his goofball shit. I like goofball shit. I've always liked Jim Carrey hits it right there. Sometimes his goofball is a little too much on the goof goof, but it's it's his goofball is supreme. Um, but the kings of goofball was Rodney Dangerfield and Mitch Hedberg. They were just pro prolific, great, amazing joke writers that I'm humbled even to say. You know, I have some type of connection. I played Dangerfields. I played Dangerfields last night. It's a fun old club in the Upper East Side. And I played it, uh, you know, it's, uh, they played, they, they showed a couple of scenes from the Joker there. And it's like, it hasn't changed, this club hasn't changed since the 1970s. If you're ever in Manhattan in the Upper East Side, I would check out Dangerfields if you want to just go check out a show or pop in there for a drink, man. The bar is like as old as it gets, uh, but it's definitely old New York. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, I'm going to drink some of this water before I start sipping on this uh, CBD citrus uh, drink. I don't, let's see, but I am looking forward to testing the CBD, so here's the citrusy drink, ooh, it tastes like an orange Gina with a little bit of weed in it, it's actually really tasty, I should put some ice in it, but the ice maker is in the other room, and I don't want to break the podcast, because I feel the flow going here, I'll just sip some more water, I just got to watch the aesthetics, the acid in my stomach, but I just, uh, but I, I did build the good base today with my banana peanut butter shake, and then I needed some more protein. Here's the other thing I wanted to talk about, tortillas. If you got a pack of small tortillas around, tortillas will get you by, that and eggs. Like just before, I was like, oh man, my banana shake was wearing off. It was getting later in the morning, but I didn't want to house like a burger or some big burrito or something before I did the podcast because I, w I knew it's just you and I today, we're going to be talking life, love, zen, rock and roll, uh, hoochie coo. But uh, so I wanted to get a little bit more protein. So I put the tortilla down. This is a good move. No, this is good. You just go, I love uh, fried eggs, just regular eggs, but not scrambled. I like eggs, you know, like it's sunny side up, but then the yolk is cooked hard. I don't like runny yolk. I don't like it like watery. I like my, like it's called over hard. It means you like, you get the fucking yolk to cook through. So I just crack an egg. I put it in the small frying pan, right? And then I threw a little cheddar cheese on top of that. Then I put some a little bit of chopped up, like just the smallest slice of onion, just like, and put that on there. Flat. And then I just put a tortilla on top of it and just let it fry all the way down. And then I just flipped it. And then I fried, because the thing about the flour tortilla is it tastes so good. 
if you cook it. All you got to do is put it in the frying pan. When you brown that bad boy, man, you can make... I mean, I've always said the tortilla is the Superman cape of foods. It literally, like, you could put pretty much anything in there. But eggs are really good and rice is really good. But I didn't have any of that. I had, I had some salad and I had some eggs and I had some onions and some cheese. So I put the egg and then I put the cheddar cheese and then I put the onion and we had it all like frying like on top of each other and then I put the tortilla on top of that so it's like a sandwich with the egg at the bottom and then I flipped it and I had the tortilla and I browned the tortilla so that makes it like this open-faced taco and then I threw some I had some really good lettuce uh, and I threw some lettuce in there right when I took it off and I just closed it and bam it was like it was better than any Dunkin' Donut. It was like fucking... That thing, on any of these hipster diner bullshit things, man, that would have cost you like $7. That thing was like 50 cents to make. It was literally one egg, barely a slice of onion, and it tasted delicious. And here, if you want to get some kick, if you have some powdered cayenne pepper, sprinkle that a little bit. That will give it a little bit... And then... The kicker is, is the tortilla. It literally is all about, you know, browning that, that Superman cape of foods. Um, and it was delicious. It was, I'm, I am uh, very blessed and very, I'm having a good day. It's a Friday. I have a headlining show tonight. I don't know if this is going to, it's Friday morning, so I'm trying to knock this out and get it up. I'm thinking about starting the podcast on Mondays. So I can get it up because it's just like I try to ram it in by Friday or Thursday. And that's when I got all this momentum from the week of trying to get things cooking. And then I got to shift gears and record a podcast and edit it and get it up. It might be better just to do it on Monday and then you have the whole week to either check it out or go. I don't know. when. I think the weekend people get baked and check this thing out. I don't know. Or after work or during the day. People's schedules are all over the place, and everything's getting globalized. I dig this podcast, man. I'm checking it out. People are listening to Germany. People are listening in Brazil. People are listening all around the world, man. And uh, uh, Morocco, um, Australia, a lot of Australia. Shout out to Australia, mate. Um, I need to stop saying um as much. I've been listening to the podcast. I've been trying. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna get this better. I'm gonna get it smoother. I do. Do have some booked guests coming up. We're gonna get the funky beats going. We're gonna get some more CBD. Wow, that was the second sip of that CBD, and it. I do feel it, man. I do feel it in my heart right now. Um, something just calmed me. I, as you can tell, like I have a big show tonight. I've been out every night. I'm dealing with family stuff, financial stuff. Um, so I've never been more on point in my life, to tell you the truth. Like, that's the thing about the struggle is, like, the artistic struggle or whatever you're doing. Everybody's got their struggle. It, it does make you better if you don't if – you, if you just don't sit in the worry of it all. The worry is the one that cripples me when I start to worry. And that's why I think I always, you know, that's why weed was always so great for me. Is like, I don't know, you know, it comes down to anxiety and, you know, and basic 
like soreness, <laughs> you know, and that's why I always liked herb out, and especially after drinking, and, and you know, I was, you know, I was definitely a partier. I wouldn't say I was a drunk or bad. I just, I, you know, I was in my twenties. I rocked. Uh, I smoked cigarettes. I drank booze. Did shots. And then my liver fell out. Like, I just couldn't do it anymore. Especially when I got into comedy. I was in comedy clubs every night. And back then, they would give you free drinks. So right in the beginning, I would get free drinks. But I never went on stage drunk. I never got into that. I went on stage high. Because <laughs> waiting for open mics in San Francisco, where I started, weed was so plentiful. And I loved it. And especially back then, like, I smoked it. Uh, not all the time, but it just it just helped me and my process and going forward. Um, but did it, but sometimes I think you got to watch out with too much herb for your focus if you want to really like push the gates. But maybe that's all in my head. You know, there's also lots and lots of successful heavy smokers. But I do know everybody has a point where they got to put the weed down and deal. Like, let's say, your friend has a fucking aneurysm or something, you know, you got a deal. Not to go that dark on you guys. Sorry about that. I need to uh, have some more of the CBD. I guess what I'm saying is I'm trying to bring more CBD in my life right now. And I just did. I just drank half that bottle right there. <laughs> uh, it's delicious. This stuff... You know, I'm not really an orange juice dude, but it's not, like, strong orange juice. And uh, it's just kind of good. I can tell it's fresh and made of good stuff. And there's no sugar added. And it's just carbonated water. It's like water. You know, you ever? I, I do like a good orange Gina. An orange Gina is just pretty much orange juice and seltzer. I don't know if you know about Orange Gina, but it's just like an orange drink that isn't like, you know, when they say orange drink, like when it's soda pop, they make it fucking orange. <laughs> like it looks like the rind of an orange, but actual orange juice is yellow. Like this stuff is yellow. It's like that high yellow. Orange, like, let's, I'm, try, I'm trying to think like orange crush or orange, like, you know, orange soda is actually, like, orange. Like, it looks fucking orange. And that shit is just straight corn syrup and super sugar. This shit is pure fucking good. Like, this feels like... And I did have a little bit of the sniffles. Man, there's a lot of people with funky colds. And I just... I ain't got time for the funky colds. So this stuff is actually hitting really, really good. Um, the CBD... Um, citrus sparkling water with a twist of chill. 15 milligrams of CBD in me. Let's make it happen. Mm. Cool. This stuff, man, good day. I'm not plugging them because they've given me free shit. I'm telling you, this, this, these guys are sharp. They're not cheesy. They're not snake oil dudes. I think they're doing all the right things. But uh, my only thing is like the cannabis um, industry is exploding so hard. So they definitely have 
they're doing the right things. They're reaching out to podcasts and trying to get stuff going. It's just getting your name out there in the cannabis community because so many people are like going for it, even around the world. Um, I did see my friend Ingayo Bilam. You should follow Ingayo. He's one dude I know that knows. There's two weed heads I know that know more and will smoke more than most people I know that can handle. Just no, they're just super pros. Is Ingayo Bilam, Danny Danko, that know a lot about herb. But I remember following Ingayo. I should have him on the podcast. He's from the Bay Area. If I if he he's around, I'll get him. Um, but I remember he was showing clips on his Instagram about Switzerland, who, where I want to go. I'm part Swiss, so I'm, I've never been there. I'm just some fucking funky, uh, American, uh, mixture of, you know, Southern redneck and Swiss, uh, and Swiss, uh, immigrants. Um, so I want to go out there, but Switzerland has... Legal weed or like, but all their weed, like there's, you know, those small European countries, they have regulations down. It's easier to regulate. We got 50 fucking crazy states. Um, but their weed is very high CBD weed, which I like. I think CBD is really good for you. Um, maybe there'll be some uh, study that comes out that it makes you grow a third arm out of your forehead, but I don't think so. Um. Man, because I can feel it in my system right now, and, you know, I'm trying to record a, I am recording a podcast, and then I got to jump in the car and drive a few hours tonight, perform for an hour of stand-up, and you can't just mail in stand-up, like, you got to have people laughing the whole fucking time, or it's just not what it is, (laughs) so there is pressure on that way, so, but... I will say this uh, CBD orange juice is perfect. It's the perfect level out for me right now, especially after a great breakfast taco. Um, And yeah, so this morning I had like a banana shake, did some shit, but I tell you what I did. I meditated for 20 minutes. I've been meditating at night. I've been getting into this dude, uh, the three words and He's actually, this guy, I mean, a lot of it I think is from like the secret. I think he was maybe did the secret or was a part of that or maybe they stole the shit. Wayne Dyer, Wayne Dyer, the three magic words. And he pretty much explains it. And that's what I've been having these major breakthroughs in terms of programming your subconscious. So your subconscious is pretty much a recording and that's all those thoughts all during the day. That's why meditation is so good because you can control those thoughts a little bit better. You never can control them, but at least you can see them as what they are. They're pretty much just your echoes and your voice and everything and all the static. But if you slow down and you meditate, you can program your subconscious, that recording, and be like... I am abundance. Abundance is me. That, I forget, what, did, what was that? How was I meditating? It was the first time I did it. So, yeah. So, this is, I am abundance. Abundance, I am. I am 
a provider, a provider I am. Those are the ones I'm, I'm trying to bring more abundance. I'm trying to provide more for my family. So those are a couple of uh, the meditations. It's pretty much, I am this, you breathe in, this I am. And what you're doing, I know it sounds simple, but what you're doing is you you should do those, you should have positive thoughts and visualize your dreams and visualize things that are happening uh, that you want happen instead of worrying and be like, oh, this guy, uh, this guy talked this shit to me and this guy tripped me up. Oh, that guy sucks. He doesn't, you know, all that fucking negative fucking bullshit that bombs your brain out. I just don't have, at 47, I really don't have time for any of that type of fucking petty bullshit. Like, I'm done with that, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, everybody, everybody in my life that's ever for, uh, has wronged me is completely forgiven from this point on. You know, love, love, love. I don't give a fuck. I'm moving forward. I'm providing for my family. I'm making a dope-ass podcast. I'm rocking stages. I'm doing songs. I'm excited. I don't know. I do have music in me. I don't. It, it, I think we all do, but I do have some music in me. But my my CD that I made, you know, I never was in bands, bands. I break dance and I rapped and I DJed. That's what I did. And then I've always been a super fan of music. And uh, and I had a jazz band when I first started comedy. And we were called the Jazz Band Mega Band of Power, Love, and Cheap Thrills. And I had this project for about seven months in San Francisco. It was like right when I started. It was right before I got on Last Comic Standing. And we were playing jazz players. My friend uh, Dan Crawford. Eternal love for Dan Crawford and his whole family. Dan Crawford was my best friend in comedy. and He died at 28. And he died because he didn't have health insurance was one of the reasons. But he got the flu. Be careful, everybody. Um... I think I've talked about this before, but I don't want to remember people from their death. But Dan was such a sweet, sweet, funny out there. Didn't give a fuck. And uh, he played saxophone in the band. And he didn't even, he had a saxophone from like middle school. He never played it. And then he was like, yeah, I'll play saxophone in the band. And I was like, I got a kazoo. And then we had our friend Harmon Leon, who he called Harmonious Monk. And he played the stand-up bass. And he could actually, he could do some, he could do some bass lines. Like, he practiced over the years. And he was, he's a great writer and filmmaker. Check out Harmon Leon. He did a show with O.J. Simpson, like, uh, called Juiced. It was bad. It was really, he was doing an infiltration. Like, he had this project where he would go into, like, you know, let's say it was like super Christian rock bands and he would act like them and then write about it for the weekly San Francisco paper. And he did that with OJ. OJ had this weird reality show, like right when he got out and they were casting for it. And somehow he got into the casting office and they booked him on it. And then he wrote like this whole thing about working with OJ and how sketch it was and how weird the whole experiences but he's he's a brilliant writer but he was in our band and he was the bassist and we called them harmonious monk and then we had dan crawford he was the crawdaddy and i was the jazz man and we would talk like jazz lingo and we would rock out um 
and we would uh we had this whole like backstory that we were all addicted to Campbell's soup and we would have Campbell's soup on stage and then we had a girl reading poetry on stage it was you know really you know I it was just all for fun man it was all for, and it sounds like it probably there we got invited to audition for the Montreal Comedy Festival that year I remember and we we killed it we didn't get invited we were we would we would really smoke a lot of weed and just go up there and fuck around and try to sell paintings and and eat soup like eat raw cans of soup and have girls read poetry. It sounds like a pretty good act now that I think about it. That was before kids. That that, that was when I I was definitely I've always been a little wild, but I was that was definitely what I was way wild in terms of uh, artistic adventures. When I was in San Francisco, this was like the early 2000, this was like 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. You know, I was living literally out by the beach um, on a mattress that I found on the street that I cleaned with a bunch of Lysol cans. And then I put like three fucking um, old sleeping bags on top of, and it was in a living room. And I slept there and I did comedy. And I also worked at a school as the assistant to the kindergarten teacher. But I got to walk through Golden Gate Park. I would I walked from Richmond. I've had a very beautiful life. I you know, I've had a, some really cool, cool memories as I look back after 47 years. And one of those memories was walking to that school and I would walk through Golden Gate Park and it would be way early in the morning. And there, I remember the dew was on the grass. It would be glistening. And there's a part of San Francisco Park. There's this gated park where they have five buffalo, like real fucking buffaloes. Like it's like a, it's called Buffalo Field. And they got these wild, big ass buff. And you can look at them. I remember walking. So I'm walking through, and San Francisco's got, you know, the Golden Gate Park in the deep end of it. There's like real redwoods and shit, like real. The flora and fauna of uh, of Northern California is so gorgeous. But I remember walking to the park and looking over, you know, and I had a cup of coffee and I probably smoked some bowls. And I remember, well, I was teaching, so I wasn't smoking that much. It was after afterwards. I didn't, I may have smoked once before going, but I, you know, I didn't have a lot of, a lot of responsibility. There was a main teacher. I mostly was the dude on the playground that'd be like, you know, stop eating glue. Hey, stop digging it. You know, just stop playing with that doo-doo over there. You know, it was a, it was a very fucking, you know, e not easy, but low stress job. That, and I was also opening at the punchline in San Francisco, opening in Sacramento. I was just starting to get paid to open shows around town in the Bay Area. And I, but I remember walking through this park and seeing these buffalo. There would be these uh, buffalo. There'd be like five big ass buffaloes. And I don't know if you've seen a buffalo, but they are so prehistoric. You know, they they have these fucking horns. Their heads are so big. Like their heads are like half. I'm six feet tall. I would say their heads are like three and a half, four feet tall, and they're big and wide, and they, mostly, like, their whole body is, like, the size of their head, so their head goes like this. They are fucking prehistoric, wild, beautiful creatures, and it was just so cool to see them in the morning, and that's a real vivid, like, when, don't, don't you, like, look back on your life, and you're like, 
shit, man, did that really happen? That's what I've been learning about meditation and the ego. And really, we are, I mean, not to get too zenned out, but that's what this, these meditations that I've been dealing with and then the urban yoga book that I've been reading is about the ego creates pretty much your outside reality. But in essence, we are just spirits in our ego is the physical form, but really our our spirit, our soul, our God, our love, whatever that is, you know, kind of like what I talked about in the last episode about, you know, being the observer, finding your higher self, being, you know, looking at yourself from a different vantage point and being like, hey, I like that dude. I like the decisions he's making. Hey, he's doing, you know, he's doing a good job. Way to be. You want to be that dude. So we're all kind of, but when you lose that, you're kind of like, eh, eh, you start doing that. Eh, what, how, what am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? Oh, fuck that dude. I'm gonna, you know, that's kind of that ego shit that fucks. And some people, you know, I think, you know, some hardcore dicks do make it in life that are super egomaniacs, narcissistic, going all in. But the scary thing is we all have that in us. So you're all, that's why I think the practice of meditation, everything's practice. Like, I'm, it's not a magic pill. It's just doing something over and over and over again. And slowly, you start to learn and figure it out. Just like I did with stand-up. Just like when, I, when I'm working out at the gym, like, you get to that point where you're just like, it's not like, oh, my body aches. It's like, oh, I'm about to fuck this place up. I'm about to take this row machine down. Then I'm going to do 20 pull-ups over there. After you've been doing it like three or four weeks. But that's where I feel like I'm fucking things up in terms of positively in meditation. I did 20 minutes today and I was I was struggling a few weeks ago. I'm just I do have a lot of like financial pressure and just home pressure, you know. I, I had to put my mom in an assisted living place. My kids growing up, uh, I gotta create everything. You know, I don't have a steady job. I, I'm not in a corporate environment. I'm in a hustle and flow fucking environment. So you have to, people are like, Rob, you're so positive. It's like, dude, I gotta be. I can't, I can't go down the fucking dark hole. That ain't, that ain't gonna fucking work for me. But you also gotta be truthful. But the truth is, as bad as shit gets, or as hard or difficult or weird, Keeping things in perspective is the most important thing, and you can do that through living in the moment and appreciating the moment as much as possible. And that's what meditation has been doing for me. And so I've been doing 20 minutes in focusing on bringing abundance in my life. The one thing I'm learning, I'm trying to do, is just let go as well. Like... I want to let go of the pressure. And I think that's where CBD comes in. Because I know what I got to do. I know the steps it takes. Uh, I know it's going to work out. I've seen it work out. I've, I've been there when it's worked out. It's worked out with me before. You know, but life keeps going and you got to make it again and again and again and again. So you almost have to, you know, it's the practice of meditation. It's the practice of your art form. It's the practice of everything. 
until it, there's a point where it does click and things turn around and start to make sense a little bit. So there it is. I just I just finished this citrus water with a twist of chill. So it's yeah, it's like a really cool orange juice with a CBD. Getting it all out of there. I need as much CBD as possible. But let me think. I feel better. My back feels better. I've been I've been stretching. So I stretched. I've been doing these yoga poses. I got my yoga poses down. And then I, I just meditated for 20 minutes. I went hard um, in trying to bring abundance in my life. Um, it was all about, if you program your subconscious, it will become the outside world. So whatever you're saying, if you're like, I'm a loser, I'm missing... If you, that will come to go. That will be if you think that way. Like it just bounces around in your subconscious long enough. But if you say, hey, this is what I want, this is where I want to be, and you tell yourself that, that starts to bleed into your consciousness. And it's really important to do it right before you go to bed. I've been staying away from, you know, I used to watch comedy videos and watch pot, you know, all different other kinds of shit. Right before I went to go to bed, lots of heavy metal, fucking uh, hip-hop videos. You know, I'd do that and be like, oh, now it's time to go to bed. Now, all that shit's just bouncing around in my head as I'm crashing. Lately, I've just been, like, blocking everything. Like, the last five minutes before I go to bed, I've been listening to these positive meditation tapes and visualizing the things I want happen in my career and uh, the moves I want to make, I've just been seeing myself doing that and just doing that over and over again as I go to sleep. Um, because, yeah, the pressure's on, man. The pressure's on. My dentist gave me a, a mouthpiece. Like, this literally this mouthpiece. I put in, like, like, if you're playing hockey or football, you put in a mouthpiece. I put that in before I go to bed so I don't grind my teeth. That's why, you know, as chill as I am, I am, you know, a little bit high strung, as we all are. Don't be judging me, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> we're all getting by. And that's I do find that beautiful as well, that whatever I'm going through, there's always, you look around and everybody's going through it, man. Everybody. That's what's so bunk about war and so bunk about scream, motherfucker, you screaming, all that kind of violence. Or, vi like, I say violence, it's, like, just that energy, man. And I'm just at a point where I just don't want that energy. I want a treehouse, acoustic guitar. But I do like some punk rock music. I gotta say, like, I think it's conformity, you know? I was I was walking home from Dangerfields last night. Um, you know, it was back streets, New York, late. I uh, did my spot. I was shaking people down for more spots, trying to get a little bit more cash rolling in. And then I was going home, and this guy was going right into, like, the super, like, Holland Tunnel. And he was literally in all this traffic. And it was, like, one of those things I had to walk through the crossing. And he was pumping just the most fucking punk rock aggressive music. And he was enjoying himself. But, I, but he's about to, he's pumping that right when he's going into a bunch of traffic. I'm like, yo, man, you need to, you need to play. Don't worry, 
about a thing. You need to play some Bob Marley right before you go into traffic, man. If you start pumping fucking some aggressive... It's all vibes. Everything's vibrations. But sometimes you want some... Sometimes you feel sluggish or you feel too conformed. I know he probably just got out of an office. He probably had to take some shit from some dumber dude that was his boss. He probably had to do a bunch of stuff he didn't want to do. He probably had to drive all the way home. So he just needed to get that fucking ah out. And I get that. I find myself, I love this band Clutch. You should check them out. If I want to go heavy, I like them. I like Steve, uh, uh, I like Clutch. I like, uh, I do like some System of the Down. I do like a couple Tool songs, um, some Metallica songs. I always loved Judas Priest. Living after midnight. Rocking to the dawn, loving till the morning, then I'm gone. I always thought they were kind of dope. And I always, I listened to, as I said, man, I don't, I listen to everything. Everything's vibrations and different times, different vibrations, different times, different, different things you're doing, you know. Like, I used to love cigarettes and and uh booze but now i just and i now i just want we uh, i want now i want more cbd and then weed sometimes at night or if i'm doing some podcasts or you know with some old friends you know it's always good to break out but i used to be like all day every day i used to wake up three times in the middle of the night hit <laughs> hit a bowl here and there all you know i used to i went through that phase you know you just you go through these phases, and you live, and you learn, and uh, then you turn and burn. <laughs> uh, that was a line from the marijuana logs, turn and burn, meaning wake and bake, like you wake up and you just, <sighs> sometimes that's cool. Um, if the bills are paid, and you got, or you got your shit all lined up, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I want to be that way when I get older, but right now, it's like, I think CBD, write, focus, perform, make some shit happen, make it pop, um, and get into that. Uh, but in, because I still I don't want to give up weed, so that's what I like about CBD is because uh, the weed is so strong now. If I hit too much, I'm not as focused as what I gotta do. Because like right now, like every minute, I have this podcast. We're at 50 minutes right now. And I got to knock this out in like, and I got to get out of here in like 20 minutes. I also got to edit this, post it, make the write-up, all that shit. And uh, so I got everything down to a complete science. Not everything. I'm still a little messy around the corners. <laughs> uh, you know what I've been doing is uh, the tennis ball. I've been rolling a tennis ball on the bottom of my foot. If you do a lot of walking... Your feet ache, but a good way if you don't want to get like pay like fifty bucks to get your feet rubbed or have some foot fetish freak get on you. A good tennis ball and you just roll it at the bottom of your foot. That's that's a great ex feeling. That's a great experience. I've been doing that a lot as I'm working and stretching and uh, doing more meditation. Um, tonight I'm at the Fairfield Comedy Club. Come check it out. There is a promo code if you do hear this. It's uh, Cantrell, C-A-N-T-R-E-L-L, -L, big C, little A-N-T-R-E-L-L -L is the promo code. 
And uh, yeah, it's just a town in Connecticut, and there's a comedy club there, and I'm doing an hour of stand-up material, um, and I got a 20 minutes of new shit that i just been fucking firing on. But I also have a bunch of old stuff that hasn't been on television, so I'm excited to pitch a special and get a special and get that out, up and out there uh, for everybody, because I got the time, I got the material and I got the expertise, and I got a manager now, so I'm getting sent out on stuff, and stuff's happening, but uh, you can check me out at Rob88Cantrell, you can check me out on Twitter at at RobCantrell, like and subscribe, I do have some dates in Michigan, I'm doing like a small town run of Michigan, not a small town, like Skeegan, a bunch of places, but I'm also visiting uh, my mom up there, I gotta do some stuff up there, I as I said, I had to put my mom in assisted living, and that wasn't that was a hard fucking thing. I'm 47. She had me. She's like 48. She's like 88 now. Hearing is blown out. Uh, knees are hurting. Everything, you know. She's she's wobbling, but she's also the spirit is still there. The vibe is still there. My mom's a happy-go-lucky, eccentric, weird, funny, goofy chick. And that vibe, as old as they are, that vibe is there, you know? And I, I think, I really believe that vibe is eternal. That's the same vibe she had when she was fucking three. This is, my vibe is the same as, I'm 47, it's the same fucking thing when I was 14. You, the listener, your vibe, yeah, you might change your hairstyle, you might become, uh, you know, a different sex, or maybe you're transitioning into some other shit, I don't know, but your vibe is just your vibe, you know? That basic shit, that shit that you, that shit that strips away from any race, religion, uh, sexuality, any of that. It's just fucking the vibe, the basic caca. You know, that's that's the sacred shit. That's the other shit. Whatever it is, that's the ego, and that's you playing with what you got to play with. You know, I'm t a lot of this. I'm talking out of my ass, so don't don't come at me if <laughs> if you think I'm not talking out of my ass. I'm talking out loud processing this and growing and learning with you with the help of CBD, cannabis, coffee. I may have to get back. No, the citrus sparkling drink, it wasn't too powerful. I can tell my stomach isn't like pinching or, you know, if I drink too much orange juice and coffee at the same time, that could be kind of harsh, but that's not this. This stuff is bomb. And they So shout out to Good Day beverages good shout out to uh that whole company and thank you very much i'm gonna have more of this i got a seven pack i'm gonna share it with a couple of guests i'm not gonna drink I'm, I'm trying not to drink too much of it i already got some good coffee i got some good Stumptown cold brew here ready to rock so i'll get that going and uh yeah please like and subscribe to this podcast uh tell your friends Send me an email at contact at robcantrell.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know, uh, you know, your ideas or any, let me know some good, I, I like, I like cooking. I like, and, and stretching and cannabis and music, you know, that's my vibe and comedy. Oh, Shout out to Rich Hall. That was the comedian I, I saw. He wrote this thing on Sniglets, which was like words that aren't 
in the dictionary that should be. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, one of them was with those. Was the uh, he had a word for like the little barriers that you put at the grocery when the when you separate your groceries from other people when you're in line to pay for them. And then the other ones, those strings on bananas, like it, it's all from the early 80s. And I was watching, it was just really, the comedy was written really good. Rich Hall is amazing. And I saw him when I was like 13, 14 at a little college in Virginia. And that's when I first wanted to do comedy. But there really wasn't comedy. There just wasn't, it took me a long time for me to figure out where it was. Now it's everywhere and you could figure it out. It wasn't until I was 26 and in San Francisco, I had such a great art scene. Uh, so there was music, there was comedy, there was open mics everywhere. You, and everybody was doing shit. So that was, you know, in the middle of Southern Virginia at the time, nobody was really doing, you know, comedy. Uh, so I didn't know where to start with it. But I did, I was starting, I was going out to see Rich Hall. I had good taste. Um, and so do you for listening to this podcast. And uh, so like and subscribe to all of this and love yourself love your friends hit some herb um and uh yeah jock Cuatro.